0: This is episode four. In this episode,
1: we talk about Padlet changes and alternatives, collaborative YouTube videos, video notes, and 10 great Google Drive tips for the lazy. Hey, Cam. Uh oh, yeah. Do you know what
0: Forrest Gump's password is? No, what's Forrest Gump's password, Jen? One Forrest One. <laughs> so hi hi it's been a long time like since yesterday since about yesterday (laughs) so kim and i just got back from the edtech team ontario summit
1: we were at all weekend and we had a blast i had a blast it was amazing it was the energy was palpable all yeah.
0: all weekend
1: from start to finish
0: and smiles everywhere like i get so excited when i see educators walking into a building on a saturday morning at 8am excited to learn did you see any of these can you describe what i'm doing right now mind blowing <sighs> mind, mind blowing blown. oh tons tons of them yeah it was it was so great and it's so great to connect with your your PLN that you normally might only see digitally, like on Twitter or whatnot, yeah. IRL, as they say, in real life. Yeah, it was, it was really great. And so, in fact, my first aha moment, my first share is from the summit. Okay, um, Brian Ham, who was the opening keynote, who did a oh, phenomenal job. I was crying. I said do thanks a lot. I put on mascara and it, now, you it know, really, I look like But it really this. was. It was absolutely outstanding he was hearing amazing. him speak. He was amazing. If you ever have an opportunity to hear Brian, do it. You can uh, also follow him on Twitter. He's at ham with two M's underscore ed. E-D. Like Ham Ed. I, Ham believe, Ed, I think Ed, you're yeah. right. Ham yeah. Ed, yeah. Um, I'll share his, his uh, Twitter handle in the notes. But he did a, a session called Bring Back the Mixtape. Like, <laughs> mix <tape."> and like, who did not love mixtape? And of course, he spoke right to my heart, right? It was like, do you remember listening to the radio and the DJ would cut in too quickly? And you're like, I totally remember that with Paula Abdul songs. <sighs> and so the one thing I really got, one of the many things I got that I wanted to share today, and I actually went home last night and I made a video of it. Oh on my own YouTube channel, which I've come to realize I need to maintain a little bit better than I do. And so that's like a sort of a sidebar little project for me for a bit was how to create collaborative YouTube playlists. So do you know how to do this? Have you seen this? Um, I know how to create a YouTube playlist. Okay. So in YouTube you go in and, and to create a playlist, you have there's that little icon with the lines and the plus yeah. sign and you can add and you can name it, but you can actually go into the settings as well in YouTube. Once you've created a list like that, and, um, we, I, for me, I didn't play with these a whole lot. So if I go into YouTube, I go into something that I've created, you can edit that playlist. And yeah. you know, one of the things that comes up says, um, playlist settings, okay. you click that button and a, a pop-up dialogue box comes and there's three little tabs, which I've ignored. And the last one is collaborate. You can toggle this little button over and then it can say, yep, do you, you want to collaborate with other people. Click the get link button. No way. And then you send that link to people. So instead of your playlists um, looking like something like this one where, hold on, let me go back to it. Um, it's all one person's name who's yeah. added to yeah. it. It all of a sudden has other people. So pedagogically... Think of it that okay. Here's one oh, way to do class. Wow. We're reading this book, and I want everyone to add in songs that speak to the theme or add to the mood or tone of each chapter. And then just even on a personal level, like you're getting together for a games night with people, and like okay, run through your favorite songs onto this playlist, and then you can just play that for the night. I love that. Yeah, collaborative playlist. It just really. I, for me, and then if you're the owner of the playlist, yeah. and I love this, again, from a teaching standpoint, now hopefully you're having discussions with your students about being responsible when you're collaborating with others, but I can go in and I can not only reorder them, but if I click over here on the right-hand side, you can click to remove anyone that's inappropriate or maybe doesn't fit, because then you have a discussion with your class, okay, which are the best songs, yeah. and you vote. Um, and in this as well, you can move things to the top. The notes bottom. are still
1: there. Yeah, you can edit notes, you can set oh. a playlist thumbnail, yeah. So, okay. Um, I wrote a blog post a little while ago. I think I wrote a blog post or a tutorial video, I'll try to find it, on how you can add notes to the videos in your playlists. But then somebody told me that they were gone. Oh, but somebody just messaged me recently and said, I love this tutorial, it was great, thanks. I said, I'm sorry but I don't actually think it's there anymore. But it's still there. It's still there,
0: yeah. So that's one of the options on that left hand side. There's a drop down menu that says more and it says add or edit notes. Now those notes, I think they're only visible are they visible to everybody on the playlist? I'm not sure. I've, I've never actually used them. So maybe not. Maybe it's just anyone who can collaborate and then see the editing side of it. Okay. Things. But yeah, collaborative playlists, I think, just have... When we're really talking about wanting to create instead of consume, I think in, in YouTube, which you know kids learn off YouTube, and and Brian talked about this a lot in his session, saying, hey... You know, kids are on this all the time. They're learning, they're creating, Like they, they want to be these YouTube
1: stars, so... Whenever anybody asks me how to do something and I don't know how to do it, where is the first place that I go? Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, YouTube. For sure we do. I don't know, let's check. We both turn to our computers all the time. That's a... I love... I yeah. did not know that you could do them Neither did I. Neither did I. Very nice. Yeah. So, okay, what do you have What do you have for All us? All right, so I've been thinking about this for a few weeks now, and mm-hmm. I decided that this is the episode I'm going to do this. I would like to share my top 10 uh, quick tips Ooh. for efficiency in Google Drive. Love it. So I'm going to start with number 10. When you are in Google Drive, you may have this uh, row at the top of your drive of quick access documents, documents that, sh- that Google Drive thinks, machine learning, that you may need. Yep. Yeah right away. Sure and that's awesome if you only deal with like six documents. (laughs) So some people love this feature and it really helps them and that's great for those people but for those of you who were like me and me and was banging my head against the wall because I wanted to see more of my Drive. Yes. It was driving me crazy that I couldn't. So in order to get rid of that all you have to do is go into the settings gear in the top right corner of Google Drive, Mm -hmm. click on settings and scroll down till you see the row called Suggestions. All you have to do is uncheck that box, say Done, yep. and then you yes. have to refresh your Drive, and, and it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, you can get it back whenever you want it, but it's gone. So for anybody who is who is who would prefer—I know—I was going to say sick and tired. Anybody who <laughs> would prefer to not have that uh, viewable on your Drive, you can easily get rid of it.
0: Yeah, awesome. Number
1: really good tip. nine: When you have a document in your Drive. That you very quickly want to say, you know what? Yeah. Who shared on this? I, I don't really want to have to my, my lazy lazy self <laughs> right click and go into the share button. That's two clicks. Yeah. So all you have to do is click on a document and then press the period. You know,
0: I love this. I learned this a few weeks ago from Matt Miller. Did you? He shared it out, and I was like, my, I was my,
1: it was my mind blowing moment. It's like, so fast. Yeah, it's so. so awesome. And then all you have to do, and so that's a quick way to see who is totally. shared on an item. Okay, eight is, I use it all the time when I'm presenting. Yeah, me um, too. The, the, you showed me this one. Yeah, I love this one. So you can definitely, you, dare I say definitely again, you can easily <laughs> yeah. change the view of your drive by scrolling over to the top right and when, corner. Hold on, when you say
0: view, we're looking at the screen. So for those who are in this room looking at a screen with us, it's, <laughs> you can see um,
1: all of your f- uh, folders either as cards or in a list. Yes. So those are your two different options. They call it grid view or list view. And you can change it by scrolling up to the top right and clicking on the icon directly to the left of the eye to change it from grid view to list view. But who has time? Who has the time to take their finger (laughs) and scroll it across a trackpad? Not me. I don't. I'm so busy. (laughs) (laughs) So all you have to to do instead is click the letter V yeah and it will change the view yeah, that, between that's the one the no matter what workshop I'm leading. I'll just do that, and I'll say, uh, if you leave with nothing else this hour, yeah, just that. press the letter v I usually to share
0: that one and i i've I've previewed ahead here to see another one you're sharing. There's another one that's coming up that is my absolute favorite and is I it usually, my number one I usually say no it's it's actually are this one here
1: Oh. Um,
0: the, that's the one where I, I say and we're done. Thanks for coming, and we're like two minutes into the session. So yeah, <laughs> those are three really good three really good. Shows. All right, you're up. What's next? Nice? Okay. We'll come back to my list. I'm I'm going back to Brian Ham because <laughs> <laughs> it was something else he shared in that uh, creating a mixtape or bringing back the mixtape uh, presentation. It's a, it's a website called Video Notes. Have you ever seen this?
1: Uh, Yeah, I have a tutorial on it. How have I never seen this before? No, I don't have a tutorial on it. I wrote a blog post on it. I absolutely adore this tool. So Video
0: Notes, you connect it to your Google Drive, you can sign in, and you copy a URL from any video, um, let's say YouTube, and you say load the video, and then the video, the screen sort of splits on this Video Notes. It's Video Not.es, so notes with the period in the middle. And your video will play on the left-hand side of the screen. And as you watch, you can just start typing notes that you're taking. Mm-hmm. And what it automatically does <laughs> is records the time you started typing. So you can go back. And, and then when your notes are all done, you can just click on a time. And it takes, and it takes you right your- there. Right there to that point. Now, the one thing I would like is because often I hear it and then it takes me a couple of seconds to start typing. I kind of wish if it said 21 seconds, when I clicked it, it would actually take it back to like 18 or 19 because that's where the thought probably mm. actually started. Remind
1: me for a second. When you start typing, does the video automatically pause? It, it didn't last night, so I, I just, I I don't just played it with this once. It's, I don't think it does.
0: Just just um, keeps on going, and yeah. I, I, like I said, I've just started. There seems to be integration as well with Evernote. I don't use Evernote anymore because of, I, I can do what I need to do in Google Docs and, and Google mm-hmm. Keep. Um, and then it, it saves, A file to your drive. Now that all that file is uh, a video note, so you click it, yes, and it will open open in video notes into the website. But if you're talking about like tracking and you want students to keep notes and have points to speak to when they're viewing a video and then to go back and be like, there is a time it takes them right back there again. If we're going to talk about the power of YouTube as a learning and Mm -hmm. teaching tool, I this video notes was and there's more incredible to
1: me. Oh my gosh, tell me something new. Okay, do you see that button in the top right corner there? The share. Oh yes, and now I can <laughs> you can share do this collaboratively now. I know. Oh, you see your face now. What this this is a collaborative tool. Look, it, yeah. okay. So Jen just clicked on the share button, and the share window that's yeah. typical to any Google file pops up. So if up. I put
0: your name in here, it would come. Oh, and it created a new folder called Video Notes. Yes, in that's my where drive. they're all. Just
1: like Screencastify, exactly. it creates a, fo- a folder where so all these. So if I share this go. with you in the moment, you could jump in, and we could both be taking notes. Yes and no. So. Okay. Uh, I want to say yes, because okay. I will be able to jump into your file, just like a Google Doc, yeah. and I will also be able to take notes, and we'll be doing it collaboratively. The no part, from my experience, and it has been a while since I've used it, so maybe any listeners out there can yeah. tell us if, they, if they've used it more recently. Um, it's not live. So whoever does it last will take the power. So if you type something in, I have to keep clicking refresh. Oh, okay and then I would do it, but we can do this collaboratively. So I could watch the video first,
0: send it to you, and then you could add to it, see my notes, and that would be a better way. So it's not synchronous, but it is collaborative.
1: Yeah, we could be working on it at the same time, but one of us would trump the other if, if, if one, like kind of like the old sites used to do. I, I about to Whoever's going to be the last yeah. one in there. Now the other thing is, cool. think about this as a teacher in the classroom. Flipped lessons. Oh, yeah. You could be pushing videos out to your students yeah. with questions embedded, like another version of Edpuzzle, mm. which we can talk about at another yeah. time. But or no, Vizia. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Another During, episode. Another time. To Google them, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really love video notes. I I see it as being really powerful tool. Like when I use videos a lot when I do hyperdocs. Yeah. So for me, taking notes in that would would be a really it's just powerful.
1: I really you, liked it. Did video you ever say this when you click on that time yeah.
0: later on? It jumps yeah. right it jumps back right to that back. point. Yes. Of yes. The so like, video. oh, what was that pointing? Especially in a long video, it would be yeah, really helpful. Like if you're watching an hour long tutorial or something. Oh, hold on, this was a step that might be important because sometimes in a video, an instruction video, they'll say you'll need this later. So you would need it later so you can go back and, nice. and see. Good.
1: Yeah, I loved it. Video notes. Pretty awesome. Okay, back to you. Alright, number seven. This was Jen's favorite. It's my favorite. When you are looking at your drive window, if you click on an item, sometimes... It has you, to be a file. It can't be a folder. Thank you. It has to be a file. And you just want to know, for example, if it was a slide deck, let's say, mm-hmm. and you want to know, oh, what is this? What's this one all about? You don't have to open it up. And then close it. And then open the next one and close it. If you it. have an item in your drive selected, a file, as Jen said, just click the letter P, P. And you will get a preview of what this document is. Yes.
0: So great. You can
1: right-click and hit preview. Absolutely. But, but why? Why? Who was time for that. It was time. We're so busy. So then you've seen what this document is, but that's not actually the one you want. I know it's not the one you want are you ready (laughs) all you have to do is start using your left and right arrows and it will jump through all of the files in that folder or on your main my drive page and give you the previews of every file that's in there until you find the one you want
0: and what I love too is it's not just like the top part of a document. You can scroll down if it's a multi-page yes. document. Yes. If it's a slide deck, the little like move to the next slides are there. So it's you open it.
1: Yeah, I'm on a PDF right now that's 12 pages long, and it says I'm on page one of 12. And as I scroll now you're on up two. and down, now you're I'm on three. Now you're on four. So that's the P preview trick. So good. And to get out of it, just move your cursor a little bit over to the left and click on the black area. Or hit it. escape. Or hit escape. Mm-hmm. All right, that was Love number it. seven. Number six, one I haven't used that often, but I do think it would be helpful. Again, for the lazy person that I am, if I need to find something <laughs> I mean, in Drive... I it's hilarious
0: that you're calling yourself lazy.
1: Because <laughs> when I think
0: of Kim Polish, you I think, yeah, she's lazy.
1: <laughs> when I'm in Google Drive and I need to search for something, I could take my cursor and move it all the way up to the top to the Drive search field. But Long sometimes... Uh, not the omnibox. Oh, not, sorry, yeah, not to, the search yeah, to the search, so the search right, bar yeah. in Google Drive. But sometimes I don't know where my cursor is. It's all the way down at the bottom. Struggle is real. <laughs> so if I just click slash forward slash, mm-hmm. the same the same button as the question mark, if I just hit that, my cursor is automatically jumped directly <gasps> into the search bar oh, I and didn't I can know start that searching. One. Yeah. That's really cool. I did not know that. So, a quick search tip. Quick way to get into the search bar: press very good. Press slash, and then you can start to search. I love that one. Thanks. Thanks for that, Shooks. All right, number five: renaming a file. Again, right-click, rename, or go into the file and click in the title bar, or. Click on a file one time and press N, and you'll be able to rename it right oh, away. Oh, I didn't know that one either. N for name. N for name. N for v name. for preview, V for view. Finding the pattern here? I, I, I'm seeing some. You're seeing, the, seeing the, pattern? the pattern? I'm about to break the pattern. Okay, <laughs> super. Break the pattern. <laughs> break the pattern. All right, so we all know how to create a new file. We mm-hmm. go into the new menu, and then we search for the type that we yes. want. Or um, we click on the drop-down arrow beside my drive. Which one do you use? I use new. I use YouTube. Yeah. I, it's funny that you ask because I saw somebody recently, it might have even been this weekend, where I said, okay, I want everybody to create a doc and I happened to be walking around the room and they went in the drop down and I, I actually didn't know that. Neither did I until that. last week. Someone did it
0: last week. Not <laughs> I even, didn't week. know you could do that. And I went, this is what oh. I love about what we do every day is, you think, you know, people look at you. Oh, you know, it all. I'm like, I really don't because I just saw this or someone else's little hat. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Pam so hat last time about yeah. like clicking
1: in the cell for a calendar. Who yeah. knows? There's so much to learn. I know, and it's not even that big of a deal. No, but it's, it's just fun. like it's kind of like finding a, a treat hidden under your pillow. It's, it's like, like, like I f- didn't know that when was you there. Or find a toonie in your pocket. I didn't know that of was your there. spring jacket. It's very nice. All right, so Tony is, is like so a two
0: dollar. Coin in Canada for and any, any of American US
1: listeners. <laughs> um, Ro, that was for you, Rosalinda. Oh, we love you, Ro. Um, all right, so if so that's the the slower way to create a new file. If you press Shift F, yes. it will be a new folder. Oh. So if I just want to create a new folder wherever I am, cool. Shift F for folder. Yep, if F F I press folder. shift O, it's going to create a form. F- See that's form,
0: form. <laughs> <laughs> The O
1: is the O for inside folder form. Yes, so that's that where works. the pattern starts to break. Okay. Shift D. What's your guess? Doc. Drawing. Okay. Makes sense. D Shift D for drawing. Shift P will get you. Presentation. Oh yeah. Okay. Slide. Shift S is spreadsheet and <laughs> shift T is doc. So shift T. Document document. (laughs) So again, shift F is folder, shift T is document, shift P is presentation, or we know them as slides. Shift S is sheets, shift O is form, and shift D is a drawing. Quick access to create some of the file types that we know and love. I love that. All right, three, two, and one are coming a little bit later. What do you got? Okay, I need to talk about Padlet. Uh. I'm
0: calling it hashtag padlet pandemonium <laughs> because <laughs> for the last week on twitter now it's dissipated a little bit people have been going bananas about this padlet change and i and i get why yeah so for anyone who has not heard yet padlet has monetized so it used to be as many padlets as you want and um it was all for free for anyone who's never used padlet check it out incredibly incredibly powerful tool it's a it's like a a virtual bulletin board, bulletin board, but you can do so much. A virtual it. bulletin board on steroids. Yeah, you can upload drawings that you you make like actually in the app um, on your phone fo- on your phone or any mobile device. Um, you videos. can do selfies. You can do videos. You can do maps. You can do documents. You like anything you can imagine. They have a mind
1: mapping feature where you can connect. They do.
0: It's posts. it's a super 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 powerful tool. So I tweeted it out and it got a ton of traction. I My mean, which exploded a little bit Um, because it was, I sort of, I heard about it and immediately was like, what what are you talking about? And I went in and sure enough, we got this pop-up saying, Hey, you know, thanks for using Padlet. This is you, we've, we're now monetizing. Everyone gets three, but because of your past use, you get X number. And so this is where Kim and I, I I wrote wrote to a group of um, our friends and I said, have you guys heard about this? And everyone came back and we all had different numbers. This is really strange. And then last week, Jeff Bradbury, on the TeacherCast podcast yeah, um, actually got Natesh Goel, who is the creator and founder of Padlet, and he interviewed him. And wow, did it open my eyes. So no, I, before I talk about that, I'm just gonna talk about three alternatives that came out. So when I said, you know, it's time to think about something new. Because they've monetized. Because they've monetized. And, and it's $99 for a year. So it's like $8.25 a month, which is really, in for my lifestyle and in the money that I make, I can afford something like this. Um, but is that how you want to spend your money? You know, should we be monetizing should educational tools? Should we have tools? to spend that money? Precisely. And that's a whole other philosophical debate that I'm, I'm not going to go down that road here because I don't think this is the venue. Um, but people started suggesting other tools. So one of them that came up was Lino. Uh, it's a Lino.it. And it's very much I heard the same. that mentioned at the conference this weekend. Yeah. And you know what? It, it has a canvas you can do pictures you can it looks like a corkboard it if all you need is the pictures and the notes aspect of it you're good i think there's a very limited feature to the going back and forth that i love about padlet because you can comment on each other's uh-huh. um, posts so lino is one that you might look at mentimeter is another one mentimeter is a powerful tool for a lot of things um mentimeter does um they can do word clouds. It can do, hold on, I'm just going to open Oh, our friend
1: Sandra Chow just mentioned this one to us, didn't she? Mm, did she? Oh, she mentioned it. I, I, she, I remember. Sandra, you were talking about this recently. She was. I do, yeah, she was the other night when we saw her. But you can do like
0: multiple choice questions, open-ended questions. So the one that they have here is, um, Oh. yeah, it, it does a whole lot. So the open-ended question is the one you would pick, and then you could say, you know, it can be a grid. So it looks a lot like Padlet, but again, this is only one way. You post something, and if you wanted to respond, it would be a whole other...
1: Um, well, Hold on, we have an emergency
0: battery situation. 5%, 5%, quick, plug in. Okay. Um, thank you. So this is very much a one-way tool. So, again, it has those cards if that's what you want, and it's, it's good. You know what? I imagine... Oh, sorry, you have one more. Yeah, I one more. And Dodge Storming was the third one that people suggested. And dot-storming, oh, you can this. upload um, a picture and comment on it or just a comment, and then people actually vote on it. So it's really good for, like, brain... Like an upvote kind of thing? An upvoting kind of thing, a dot-storming, like brainstorming. Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, how you do yeah, the yeah. walk around with the actual little dot-mocracy. dots? And, yeah, the yeah. dot Exactly. exactly. Um, so they're all very good. Um, Ryan O'Donnell tweeted out uh, something that he'd sort of hacked with Google Slides. So he's at Creative EdTech, great follow and great podcaster. They, they do check this out with, he and Brian Briggs. A great podcast that I really really enjoy listening to, and he he shared um, a template from slides that I, I dove into just a little bit before I got to the summit. Um, it's a great template. It, it is a great template. Thank you for that. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> Brian. Ryan, sorry, right, not Brian. Ryan did it. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I'm sticking with Padlet. I you don't are? I don't think anything is as powerful. And after listening to um, his interview with Jeff Bradbury, which I'll link in our show notes. Um, very briefly, what I can tell you, I, I did take some notes down on it, is that he said they've been thinking about it for a year um, because of the power of the tool that was coming out, and mm-hmm. it's a six-person company, um, and you know they need to find they, they do some like funding, some big, but they said you know it's just it's time. My, my concern with that comment, I was like, well, if you've known about it for a year, how come there's no notice, and all of a sudden it happened, right? Like, why did you blindside people? But that's neither here nor there. Um, and they said they really debated, do we do an option, like many EdTech tools do, that we give limited features, and you can have as many as you want, but you have to pay for the upgrades. And he said, because it's a powerful tool, I would rather you have all of the features, even if it's three. And then he went in to explain that um, the grid number that you get was based on how many you currently have, plus the number that you'd made in the last three or five months. And then they added that number to Okay. It. So that's why like, you had, I think, 21 on one, and I had 23 or something yeah. like that. Um, and if you delete one, you still have that number. So, the number you were given is the number you will have forever. Because a lot of people were concerned that, well, if I delete this one, then do I do I lose it? Right. Because that's the thing, too. So, you it's can...
1: grandfathering the Precisely. existing users yep. yep. with a little bit more. Yeah. And new users will enjoy it the, the way it is.
0: Yeah. And, and you get all the features, which I really like. Um, the big difference between the paid that I heard was like 10 megabytes can be uploaded on the free, the ones that like... I currently have versus 250, which I don't really use that much. They hinted at maybe doing a middle tier of some sort, but didn't know what that would look like. But the big thing that I got from this guy, I was so sad for him because he said, listen, I'm I'm a programmer. Like I'm a computer guy. I'm not a businessman. And I feel like an idiot. And apparently he said, apparently Twitter exploded and all these people were tweeting at us. I don't even have someone manning our Twitter account. Uh So all of this publicity and all of these like... um, these people were jumping to conclusions very quickly about what we had done and like lambasting the company. Was and I understand, people have a habit and those habits are hard to break and you don't necessarily want to break them. But for me, I sat there as I was driving, because as you know, I listen to podcasts in the car, and I thought, what a phenomenal teaching opportunity for kids, mm. especially if you've been using Padlet in your classroom. Say, hey, we can't create many more and this is why. Let's listen to this interview and talk about the design process and talk about business and talk about what you need to do and how we need to look at things holistically and not with tunnel vision when we're creating a product or a service for people. And what a great learning discussion and moving forward with any kind of project-based learning you could have with this as your case study. And frankly, I'm sticking with it because I don't think I'm going to... He said, if you haven't created that many in the past little... why do you need more? Like someone I guess said, oh, this is ridiculous. And the person had like 80 something paddles. Goes, do you think you're really going to need more than this? And, and why? Yeah. Why can't you erase the ones that you have or add to it? Who cares if it's a blank canvas to start? Um, he just made some points for me that made me reflect on it. And I thought, you know what? If I want to pay for it, I'll pay for it. But I think with the amount that I have there in the, in the free version, it will suffice. So hashtag pan- Padlet Pandemonium. I'm on team Padlet with it. There are great alternatives out there if you want to keep it for free, but I think you can still do for free a lot with what you want to do anyway. So listen listen to it if you're interested and if you were really riled, listen to
1: this Jeff Bradbury interview because it's quite fascinating. I like how you brought it back to as a resource when you're going through design thinking or when yeah. you're going through creation of a prototype specifically. Yeah. Thinking of the practicality. Like, of it's such a move great forward.
0: case study for what to do yeah. and what not to. And he speaks, he really genuinely spoke from the heart. And and I appreciated his vulnerability and I appreciated his his ownership of, of the mistakes
1: that he feels he's made. And thanks to Jeff for oh, sharing yeah, that podcast. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. Hashtag mentor. Okay. Ready? Last three? Last three. Ready. three. The first one is a bit of a cheat sheet for everyone in Google Drive. If you want to get any of the shortcuts that I've been discussing, all you have to do is press Shift question mark. And all of the shortcuts will appear on nice. the screen. Now, the beauty of this is no matter which Google app you are in, whether you are in Docs or Slides or Sheets or Drawings, if you press Shift question mark, all of the shortcuts for that tool will appear. Nice. So it's not all lumped into one, they are organized by tool. So any of the tips that I've mentioned, shift question mark. Beautiful. Number two, goes in partnership with number one, and I debated which one to say first, because really I should be doing number one first, but it's kind of like the mind blown one, so I wanted to leave it for number one. Okay. Okay. So number two, if you have a file that sits in a few different folders, How you do that will be my number one. But if you happen to have a file that sits in multiple folders and a month or two or however much time goes by and you think, I really need to pull that file out of all those folders except for this one. And you think to yourself, "Uh, I have no idea which folders it's in. I have no idea how many folders this document is sitting in. And, and there are times you want to do that. I'll just speak to that for a minute. So we just
0: had, as you know, I had a, a teacher candidate, wonderful, wonderful teacher candidate. Crystal Hendricks was yep. her name. You can follow her. At, Amazing. At Mrs. Hendricks. She's looking for followers. She's going to do great things. I loved working with her. I miss her dearly. And she's only been gone for like six hours. Um, <laughs> I With her, we shared a lot of our documents that we work on on our team yep. that we don't necessarily want her to have access to when she leaves.
1: she leaves. So I'll need to know, okay, how do I get that out of the folder that we made for her? So, in order to do this, you could, of course, start sifting through every single folder. That and sounds like stock. super good for Doesn't fun? it sound like fun? Yeah. Or, looking in your drive, click on the file one time, and then press the letter D. When you press the letter D, a details pane opens up on yes. the right, yes. and when you scroll down, Beside the word location, it will list all the different folders that that file sits in. Awesome. And in order to remove a file from one of those folders, all you have to do is click the X next to the folder okay. and it will be removed. When you hover, that's great. When I now, found that one, one so, oh, it, so good. So
0: you erase it from one, it's not gone from all.
1: No, no, no. That's the important thing. That's not gone it from all. Out. It's not gone from all. You c- it can be in seven different folders. You can click the X beside six of them, and it will still sit in that last folder. Awesome. So that's a very easy way to find out where is this file being housed, and remove it from certain places. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Number one. Speaking of files in multiple folders. Oh, we love this. We get so giddy. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a file, uh, let's say you have a, a lesson that you're doing in social studies. Yes. And you have a graphic organizer. Yes. And you have it stored in your social studies folder. Yes. And then a couple days later, it's literacy and it's a cross curricular lesson. And you're inside. The best your, kind. The best in, kind. Because we don't learn in silos. Don't get me started. We're inside our literacy folder and we think, oh man, I wish I had that graphic organizer right here. Yeah. So okay, I'm going to go out of that folder. I'm going to find my social studies folder. I'm going to make a copy of that Google Doc and I'm going to put that copy in my literacy folder. But then I update one of them and then I think, oh no, which is the most up-to-date? So files have the ability to exist in multiple folders. They sure do. If you click one file and then press Shift-Z, I'm going to tell you a quick story, it's a tangent. I was at ISTE last year and I was at the I, I was at the EdTech Team Playground. Sorry, the EdTech Team booth. Yeah. And I was doing something similar to this as a yeah. session and I kept showing them my my awesome tip of Shift Z. And I swear they were all looking at me like I had a big crowd. They were yeah. all looking at me like I was speaking a different language. What you know why? World? I was speaking a different language. You were speaking Canadian. I was speaking Canadian. So Shift Z or to all of our US friends, Shift Z. Shift Z. If you press Shift Z. A window will pop up, and when you select the folder that you want to add it to, an add button at the bottom that is green, instead of instead of move, that is, is blue. blue, will appear, and that means you can have one file in multiple folders. Yay. It is
0: incredible. So- yeah, I used to use this all the time, all the time, when I was teaching secondary English, and I would have my exam, let's say, for mm-hmm. a course, so I'd have that in my know grade nine English um like grade nine applied English uh, folder but then the department head would want it in our department exam folder that way I didn't have to continuously make that copy and go oh is this the, the newest version or right. it's oh yeah it's it's phenomenal shift, shift Z, everyone
1: shift z. Shift z. Shift z. Shift, z. shift z shift z
0: shift z is a phenomenal way to end this episode that's it for this week
1: if you liked what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all
0: episodes can be found at bit.ly forward slash shooksandgif. That's bit.ly forward slash shukes and giff. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app or by tweeting at us using the hashtag shooksandgif sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening
1: to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an uh aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca.